0: Hey, 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 I'm Michelle. And I'm Greta. We are girlfriends who have always been seekers. We love learning, sharing, and most of all, we love having those soul to soul moments with our girlfriends. Our
1: podcast is about spiritual connection and sisterhood. You are not alone. So grab your glass, get comfy, and join us as we make some noise, light up the room, and get get into it.
0: Okay, so I've been waiting for this day for quite a while because this is my girl, Amy, and she is here to talk about the big D.
2: Divorce.
0: Yes. I was waiting for that because you know what, knowing you, anything could have came out at that moment and we would have just rolled with it. We would have yes. been like, whatever.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, just for context, we're talking about divorce, but maybe later.
0: Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later other, about you, it. you know, it can go any direction. It can go any direction. So many directions. So <sighs> Amy, I love you. I'm so glad you're here. This is a very brave topic. You are a brave person to be talking about it today because so many women in life, whether they've had a thought about divorce, maybe they've gone through divorce, maybe they're remarried after a divorce. This is a very big topic. But before we really get into all that, I just want to tell all of our listeners that The first time I actually had an interaction with you was at a women's retreat that you put on. And I did not know that you were the one that was orchestrating everything. What I did know and what I saw was this beautiful woman, like physically roaming around and just handling shit. Like it was like, boom, this needs to be done. And I saw you interacting with people. I could tell you were the boss, but I didn't really know. (laughs) what your role was exactly. And I had just moved to town and throughout the whole thing, oh, it was such an empowering retreat. I had so much fun. It was super inspiring. But as I watched you, the word that came to mind was hustle. Mm. And I think what our listeners are going to find after they hear your story and we get a little deeper into this is you're a fucking hustler. Like, I'm a big fucking hustler with a big capital H. <laughs> capital freaking H. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a big dick hustler. I'm I'm gonna call I, you that. You know what? I actually
2: like that better. Big dick hustler. I want a shirt, okay? Yeah. Shirt, sure, a hat, you're getting want, it all. I want it all.
1: Maybe it's big vagina hustler. Maybe you know we turn that around. Yeah. Let's turn you're right, Greta. Actually, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she's the big C. Yeah.
0: If oh, you really oh, want to know, if know you, my if friend. you really
2: want to know me. <laughs> yeah, the big C
0: hustler.
1: She's the what big C hustler. Yeah, everyone take a sip real yes. quick. <laughs> Love it. Love where this is going already. I cannot wait. <laughs> so here we are.
0: And. It's awesome because you know Amy walked in and she hadn't met Greta yet, and all of us are like these brunettes with green eyes, and we all look like sisters. Yeah. We look like sisters.
2: Yeah, be <laughs> right <Yeah>. now.
0: Seriously, <laughs> totally. So I love that. I love that we just our energies just kind of come together. So, with all that said, Amy, start wherever you want to start, but tell us a little bit about who you are, and then let's get into you know, before divorce and after divorce. And okay, Oh, this is going to be a hard one because yeah. there's so much.
2: It's it's a lot to unpack and keep me reeled in. Like I said before, like I can go off, you know, in multiple tangents. I mean, my name is Amy and I am definitely a fucking hustler. That is for sure. <laughs> I've been that way since I was little, by the way. I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three kids. I am. I used to be a business owner. I'm very strong. I'm very independent, I have a very loud laugh that I'm very well known for and a loud voice. And I can also be I'm funny and I'm I'm also very serious and I'm very deep at times, too. Very sensitive. And I i am like super thrilled to be here to share all those parts of me with you guys. I think the biggest thing today I, I want everybody to walk away from is just that I'm here to help and I'm here to provide some type of like support, but also like add some humor in it. Because humor is so important. It's light. Humor is light. And so today I wanted to like, I want us to like talk about all those things because all it is a part of me. But back to your question, I feel like I think after all these years at 44, and I mean, Michelle, you've known me for a long time. So you've seen part of the walk, but like I'm super proud of myself. Like, and I know like I'm a badass bitch now. Oh, okay? Yes. Right? And so I think that's also where I want to see more women get to is even the, despite all of these things, divorce, job loss, whatever it might be, you know, that's going on. You could still feel this way. Yes. Triumphant. (laughs) Yeah. Triumphant. (laughs) Anyway, that's, I I didn't tell you who I was, but that is who I am. This is who I am. All of the parts. All of of the parts. There's so many different parts of me. So.
0: There are, and I love how you gave us just this great description because you could have said, I'm Amy, I was raised here, blah, 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 but you just gave us like this very clear picture of I'm fucking funny, like all these things, all these qualities that make up who you are. And that's why I fucking love you and that's why you're an amazing leader and that's why your story and your journey is so important for everybody to hear. So let's talk about Amy, you're divorced. How long yes. have you been divorced for? Let's get into that. All right. Let's talk about it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Take a sip. We all have a little something yummy yeah,
1: we're, in our glass. We're drinking on this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just a little. A little bit. So let's see. I've been divorced now for a little over eight years. I think I was telling you the other day that like, I don't even remember the beginning now. Like some parts of it are like, you know, I think too, when like when we have little kids, right? Like our kids are older now, but When I try and think back to when my kids were younger, I forget things. And so that's how it is now with like being divorced, right? It's just like, oh, I forgot. But during the moment, right, when you're having, when you have young kids and you're like in the trenches, it's so hard, right? When I was starting my divorce, it was so fucking hard. It was, it was hard. But I think, you know, just for, you know, everyone's knowledge, you know, I decided to get divorced. I decided to leave my marriage. You walked away. I walked away from the marriage. After, let's see, we were married, I think, seven and a half, almost eight years, actually. And then we were together for 12. And so I think the decision was not something that I, you know, I, I put a lot of thought into it actually leaving. Obviously, I had three young kids at the time. I think my daughter was almost two and then my middle three. And then he would see Bertie was six. So I had three really young kids. But I'll never forget... When I made the decision to leave, which was I went to my therapist who I had been seeing, you know, for years, I we were having problems and I had seen been seeing the same therapist. I had seen her when my mother died. I had seen her when I've lost jobs. She she knew me, you know, like the the deepest parts of me. And so I called her and she knew that we were having problems, but she didn't know parts of it. Right. And so I went to her. I said, I need two hours. And she said, wow, two hours is a long time. Like it's a long time. I said, I don't care. I need to pay you for two hours. I need you like now. So I sat with her for two hours. I went over the pros. I went over the cons. And the one thing she said to me is, Amy, you've always known the right answer, but you've never trusted yourself. So on the drive home from that, she said, I can't tell you what to do. As your therapist, I cannot tell you what to do. But you know the answer. You have to trust yourself right now. And which is, I know you're getting
0: emotional over it
2: because it still triggers. Yeah, because it's a trigger. And I think it's, it's something that all women struggle with, you know, I'm sure all humans, but you know, specifically, excuse me, women, we struggle with this Mm -hmm. because we always want to make it work. We were raised to make it work. We were raised to just deal with it. For the kids, for, for the, the reputation, the kids, all of the things. For the kids, for the family, for the for the image. Yeah. For my Facebook posts. Right. Okay. Well, I, I didn't want to do that. We don't want to be the failure. Yeah. No. And, you know, I think, you know, there's parts of, and I openly talk about this. There's parts of me that I, I spent a lot of time. I'm not saying there weren't happy moments. Of course there were happy moments, but I think there is a facade and there's a, there's just so much that you put out there because you so badly want it to be the truth. So it's like you make it till you fake, like you fake it till you make it, right? It's like that type of mindset. And so the drive home that day, she was in Pleasanton and, you know, we're in Livermore. And I knew, I knew that I, I knew what I needed to do. I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that I had, it was that moment. I either said, I do this now when my kids are young or I wait until they're older.
0: Well, okay. So that's all happening. These thoughts are going on in your head. You're driving home and did you get home and just lay this down or did you no. like take some time to put together a no. plan? Here's the thing about me. I am very
2: indecisive, but when I am firm on something, it's like when I want to buy something, I want it now and I buy it. I mean, you know, obviously if I could afford it, right? I will. I want it. I'm going to do it. Same thing with my decision. If I know something, it's burning in me. I I, I won't be able to sleep and I won't be able to do anything until I, I basically have resolution to whatever, you know, so for this specific situation, it was, I had to tell him, but he actually already knew that day when I got home. He knew, by the way, my ex-husband at the time, he knew that I was going to therapy to talk about like all of this because I was unsure, you know, he wanted to make it work. He did. He wanted to make it work. He wanted to do things. And so, you know, I said, I still have to do this part of it, which is I need to have my alone time with this. And I need to speak to someone who really knows me.
1: And almost gave yourself permission to do what you already knew
2: deep yeah. down. And I think I needed her to remind me that I needed her to remind me that whatever I was feeling was the truth, mm-hmm. right? That, that she reminded me that that intuition is real. Listen to it. Stop yes. backing away from it because you're scared. And so many women and I'll don't talk about that because I think we stay in situations because we're scared and we're so fearful of what's on the other side. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, and you know, I'm not gonna say specifically, but let's just say in relationships, we stay because we don't know if we can make it on our own. We don't know if we could find another man. We don't know if we can
0: be independent. We don't know if we can live in a house part. I mean, I can go down a list. Well, and I hear a lot of women also talk about okay i've had all these kids my body does not look oh. the way it was when yeah. i got married and now i've got to take this body that produced children from somebody else and i have to go out into the world and meet somebody as i am right now honey that's a whole nother podcast yeah that's a such a <laughs> that real talk about
2: being girl. single and dating in your oh, 40s yeah. that's a, an entirely different yeah anyway so yeah i mean i i got home and he he knew he just knew, you know, and he I remember him asking, I never I I, I know where it was, I know where the couch, and I remember him asking me, so you, you don't want to stay, and I said no, I don't. And I can't do it. I said I just can't do it. I cannot physically do it. And you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners may and may have a different difference of of, of opinion on this, right? And that's okay, but I feel like that is very dated where people stay together just for the kids right? Or the or the finances. Well, it doesn't benefit the kids. And, it, and we all know that it does not benefit the kids. However, I will say that it, the decision was very quick, but I think I always, I knew, I knew, right? But I definitely, to your point, Greta, I needed a little bit of permission, but I needed to just kind of like vomit all these words out and just have like a soundboard of somebody listening to all of these things, but to also have someone say, you are afraid of one, two, three, like all of these things, but deep down you actually believe that you can conquer all those things. So just listen to that. And I did. And it wasn't easy. It was, I would probably say to this day, the hardest decision I've ever made. Hands
1: down. Well, it's scary. You're but, going into the unknown. Yeah. It's the unknown,
2: but it I will and I and I and I hate to say this because I feel like people don't understand, but it was the best decision. I ever made for myself. People probably don't understand when I say that. They'd say, well, how selfish can you be? You broke up your family. You broke up a marriage you judgment oh, judgment judgment all over by the way i mean you know i've been in so much therapy for the shame and judgment okay a lot of therapy and a lot of healing and a lot of work to forgive myself for that but then i'm thinking what am i forgiving myself for for staying true to knowing to finally listening to myself knowing that i'm not compatible with this person knowing that there's not a future with this person and knowing that i don't want to spend the next 18 years with this person just so that just for my kids At the end of the day, we do like it's the oxygen mask. I have to take care of myself first. And that decision was to do that.
1: Well, you know, and I've asked my friends that have gone through this, what would you want your children to do? Would you want them to stay in a relationship that you're experiencing right now? And every time they say no, that would be horrible. I would hate for my daughters to go through that or my son to go through that. And it's like, well, there you go. You're showing them that you're willing to stay and tolerate this and even if it's not abusive yeah it's still if it's loveless if it's not what you would want for your child yeah
0: and i think if two people agree on that they go hey yeah we're not in love with each other we're gonna cohabitate because of the kids mm-hmm. like there's agreements i think that can oh. be made within you know relationships yeah, but the kids still feel it they know uh, but i've They're had smarter good relationships that came out of it where they're like we're fucking badass co-parenters oh. and this is working out amazing this way and then there's some that it's like well that would actually yeah. never happen in that relation in I, my relationship i actually really right?
1: disagree with that yeah, yeah. i mean because and here's, i think kids pick up on the littlest things
0: they do pick up on energy but i think <laughs> and but i'm can, also talking about an agreement though you know right. what i mean let me just amicable. clarify like i'm not i'm yeah. saying an amicable not right we're just trying to be happy for the sake of the kids. Two people that are saying, we're going to remain in this house. We're going to stay here and we're going to put our lives on hold because we're agreeing oh, that. People, I know. It's like it, there's so much. There's there people here there's so, much.
2: there's so much that there's so many people that I'm sure that can do that. Right. I can't do that.
1: No one should because do that. In no, my opinion,
2: it's selling no, yourself short. But, but it, it is. And it is. But but what I've realized over the years is that i'm nobody to judge what you decide to do with your life correct right Right. so however you know i will support you do i think like if you ask me my opinion on that do i think it's the best choice no not for not for me right but if it is working for you and your kids are happy
0: then yes so be it you do you boo and i think that's that's what my point is is that there's so much judgment from the outside with anything that people choose to do. And it's like, who the fuck am I to look in your window and tell you that you should not be doing things this way or this way? Granted, again, abuse, whole different conversation, right? It's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm saying that if, if people have decided on something Who am I to say no to that? So what you chose to do, maybe your husband wasn't, you know, he obviously didn't want you to go. And so there was, that was not an agreement. That was a bit of a disagreement. Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, you chose what was right for you. Mm -hmm. And let's also be honest here for a moment. There were still consequences Mm -hmm. that you had to deal with and your children had to deal with even making that decision. So I also don't want to, Let everybody know. Oh, yeah. If your gut says this, be out. And guess what? Rainbows. You know, there is a lot of fucking shit that you had to go through to even get to the Amy who's sitting here and your children have had to go through. This was not just a magic carpet ride. (laughs) Uh,
2: So I was just going to touch on that. First of all, back to the co-parenting, though, I, I really I do know parents that still have holidays together that go on vacations together. That they're, and even their new partners, right? Like, that's amazing. If you can get uh, to that point, that's
1: adult. That is
2: like, that's so amazing to me that you can do that and you can be that. And I think that's wonderful. I really do. Maybe one day, not (laughs) sure. Okay. I mean, I'm down for it. This isn't your story right now. But yes, the story, and I was going to say this I can say, wow, I'm such a badass and I'm powerful and I feel really good. But it has come with a lot of roadblocks, challenges, tears, anxiety, a lot of a lot of fear. And I think, you know, when I decided to do this, I was telling you before, you know, you don't plan for this. I would say, you know, if anyone's getting divorced right now, what is the number one thing? I was talking, I think I texted this to you because I just was thinking about this. What is the number one thing that a you I think every woman needs and B what got me through it is community and support.
1: And I do think we need more community for divorced parents, yes. and especially women.
2: There was not enough community for me. I think I obviously I was lucky enough to have my business. That was my built in community and had no judgment t- towards me, by the way. I mean, l- listen, I mean, I lost a few friends, you know, let's just be honest. I lost a few friends and that's fine. But that also comes with any divorce. If that comes with any divorce. Right. Yeah. And it also shows true colors, right? Who are your ride or dies and who are not? And I'm here for ride or dies. So yeah, I,
1: better to find out, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't
2: need in-betweens, right? Mm-hmm. I'm too old for that. So I think embarking on that journey of leaving my husband with three little kids, not having a home, by the way, not having a pot to piss in, not having furniture, not having any credit. I mean, I literally didn't even have, I had, I didn't, my phone wasn't even in my name. I had nothing. Wow. And so, you know, when I think back, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe where I'm at now. But let me tell you the cool thing about that, though, is that my children see that. And that is the cool part is that my kids have
1: seen how hard I have worked to get where I'm at. But it has come with a lot of struggle. Talk about that for a minute, because going back to the kid thing, you know, so many people do stay for the sake of the kids, because in our society, we've been told that's the best way for kids to grow up is with a mom and a dad and Mm -hmm. all of that. But What you just said, that shows that your kids, they learn so much just from watching their strong mother. And yes, it wasn't the ideal situation. No. But you showed them who you really are and everything you were able to accomplish. And it all was out of love for them and yourself. You yeah. you can't really love anyone else unless you fully love yourself. So and what a beautiful example.
2: It is. It, I think it's a good example. And I, but I also want to say that I think even as women, especially in our age bracket, we have times where we maybe don't love ourselves and we're not so proud of ourselves or we, or we're not feeling great about ourselves. Right. So that's why when I say that big statement, you know, when in my introduction, right, it, it's come with a lot of A lot of feelings around that, right? There's, there has been, there's just been a lot. And I think back to where I didn't have any money and I thankfully had this business that I started just while I was married. And, and that, if I did not have that, I honestly don't know what I would have done. Because in some states, in some counties, you know, some parents, they, they have a great conversation about money and finances. You know, I won't go into that, but I didn't have that. And that's, that's okay. Part of that, I think, too, is part of, my ch- part of my choice, though, to also not fight for that. And I think that was something that I had to prove to myself, by the way, because there was this fear of not leaving because I didn't think I could do it. And now you have no choice but to do it. Because you have three children relying on you that need you to provide. Yeah, you no can't one. just be at home in bed all day, depressed. No, no. Um, you, you have to hustle. Yeah. So you have to do whatever you have to do to provide. And so thankfully, I was able to grow my business, but I had no furniture. And I'm not kidding. I mean, I can do a million shout outs right now to people who gave me dishes and people who gave me sheets for my bed and mattresses i mean i started from the bottom
0: and that goes back to your community statement is that there it's not just the shoulder to cry on like these are people that came together to support you in ways that were beyond i think again Greta and i have talked about this before where everyone kind of has their gifts right and there are some people who are they're the ear they're the listeners they're going to be there to hug you to listen to you there's the people that financially might come by and go listen girl I got your kitchen. You know what I mean. There was a lot of that, and I was super grateful for that. And I don't think that that I think in the
2: busyness of of raising kids and having a business, you don't get the chance to for people to really know how much you are really really grateful. Like I don't think that they even know how you know just some showing up and giving me dishes and I mean I remember walking into my apartment and seeing my girlfriend vacuuming my my house and I'm like what are you doing? She's like I'm just vac you know she was just vacuuming right but that was huge just any just how they showed up differently was perfection it was really just perfect and it made it made the process easier but also let's not lose sight on the fact that I was crying every night and scared and what did I do? Did I make a mistake? You know, I I didn't make the mistake and I knew I'm
1: like, no, you just have to keep yes doing what you're doing. I wanted to ask you, yeah. was there a time where you were like I shouldn't have done this? No. There was never a moment of that. No. Still to this day. No. Cuz I know some women that do have that. They kind of toggle and back women. and forth a little bit because it's hard and it's scary and they find themselves in that situation that's even harder than what they expected and it's like, "Oh gosh, I should just go back. What have I done?"
2: No, I think one of the strengths about me is I'm very stubborn, (laughs) right? I'm very. You made up your mind. I've made made up my mind. I've made up my mind. But it wasn't just that. It was deeper than that. It was okay. You trusted yourself. You jumped off, right? And there was a sense of pride, like I finally did it. I finally listened to myself, right? But going through that process, um, and having you know, by the way and and I think it's important. Like I am not a victim of anything. And I think people need to realize that I don't want, I never wanted and it. You know, I think when you're going through it, sometimes people think, oh, maybe they want, they, they want you to feel sorry for them. I, I really didn't. And I still, to this day, don't ever want anyone to feel sorry for me. They have a dad. They go see their dad half the time. Okay. I'm a single woman. I'm not a single mom. They have a father. Right. And so that's, that's another part of it too, which is, I had to work really hard and I struggled, but I was building a life for myself. And so I think a lot of women don't get...
0: They don't get the opportunity to do that, or they just don't. They don't need to. I was just going to say, it's funny because being married for so many years, there have been times where I'm like, you're a lucky bitch. Like, you get this weekend off. Like, yeah. you get a Wednesday or whatever day of the week right. off. I mean, never in my life as a mom has there ever been, and that's not the reason to, that is not a reason to get divorced. No, I just no, want to be no, clear. No, but what I'm course. saying is yes. how amazing to look at that part. That is the positive. That's one of the positive pieces of when you do make that decision and there is a father, there is a father Mm. in the picture that now you have this time where you can focus on just you and continue to build the amazing person that you are. Yeah. But let's like, that was also very hard for me. So and then there's
2: a the uh, flip side of it, uh, yeah. Giving
1: your kids, yeah, Lipping them. Yeah, probably
2: took a solid, I'd say, still. It's interesting. I'd say the first two years were incredibly difficult. We do fifty-fifty, right? It's, it's, you know, and you know, we could still see them here and there, but you know, for soccer games and so forth, or sports, whatever. But it was really hard for me. And even though I tried to, st- I, I stayed busy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think there is this instinct as a mother. And I think that's where people are like, well, you have that instinct. How could you leave with that instinct? Mm. You know, some people just don't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, here's the thing. I, I'm i okay with you not getting it. I'm not for everyone. And that's okay. But what I did is maybe something you would have never done in your life, but that's okay. Right. You're not me. And we all have different we walks. We all have different walks, mm-hmm. right? And it's just about respecting each other. But I, I feel like with the kids they've been through a lot, you know, and I, they've been through a lot. And so, you know, sharing a bedroom, they never had to share a bedroom. They have, you know, this big home that they're accustomed to. And then it's like, then we shrink it down to this really tiny two bedroom apartment where my daughter and I shared a room and the boys shared a room and how challenging that was at times with having small kids and, Finding babysitters because I worked super super early in the morning, and then missing a lot of my my son's soccer games because I had three jobs. You know, I was cleaning wineries and homes, and I was delivering food, and I was—I mean, I had, damn, you are a hustler. I had a job at <laughs> no an joke. insurance agency. I did literally whatever I had to do, you know, to to get by and to pay the bills. And I still, at times had to scrape the couch.
1: You know, I think you know? so often we want to give our kids this picture perfect life. And we beat ourselves up if we don't give them that, you know, the big house and all the best toys and whatever age they're at, you know, the the, the newest, best, whatever. And it's like, really, they learn so much from the hard times, just like we do. So it's really, it's not even to their benefit to make everything picture perfect. The cool thing
2: now is that you know I've we've moved two, three, uh, one, two, three times technically, right? And so it was really cool leaving the apartment and moving to this this house. By the way, which was the ugliest color,
0: but <laughs> the greenhouse. Friendship. No, I loved
2: the greenhouse. I know, but uh, and, but you <laughs> know I loved it too because it was like it was yours. Wow, it was mine, and I could I can live here, right? And I can pay for this by myself. You know, like just to be able to say like, I can do this by myself.
0: It was mind fucking fucking awesome. Because some women leave and they have zero dollars coming to them. So there are some women who leave there or whatever, however the situation goes, Mm -hmm. and they have no support. So that's the other thing that we were kind of chit chatting before we actually hit record on the podcast. We were talking about what happens if you're this person who has no support coming to you? Because oftentimes we think, oh, divorce, you get some alimony, oh, you get some child yeah. support. It does not work that way. It, yeah. And I am
2: a big, here's what's interesting. Years later, dating men who were in their 40s and divorced, right? It's it's quite, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of trouble for this, but that's okay. A lot of men have come to me and they, you know, we've talked like these getting to know different like just different men who've gone through different types of divorces, right? And meaning, you know, some of them are in like long marriages, right? And their wives never had to work and they got, you know, they got half of everything and they wanted everything and they didn't work, you know, because they didn't have to because they were getting half of everything, you know, and to each their own, right? Like I, I'm not I'm not judging that. I'm not.
0: Because um, I, as your friend, I'm definitely going to be asking for half of everything. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that ever happened, right, right. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not right. my plan, but I'm just saying I will. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Because the, there's women that have given
2: up careers but that's what to I'm saying. home. And, and, that right, and, and that's what I'm saying, rightfully so, right? But there is a point, in my opinion, when your kids are 16 and 17, that you can't go get a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And I know there's oh, a yeah. difference of opinion on that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Rightfully yours, so, you've built a life with someone. You deserve that, right? But then you have on the other flip side of that, right? Which is, I feel like people will take advantage of that, right? Really, yes. because they can. And I get it.
0: I do. I understand. Yeah, there was actually some celebrity recently. I don't even know who it is because you know I don't keep up yeah. on that. But somebody had asked for some astronomical amount, and the judge was even like, "No, like why do you need that much Look, money?" So yeah, you're right. People do. They just take it over.
2: Like I think what's rightfully yours and what's rightfully you built with your husband yes. over those years, you. Damn well better get something, yes. 100%. But I also believe, like, don't do it intentional to take all their shit from them, right? Mm-hmm. And that then just been sit spite. on your ass all day. Sorry, like, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it, yeah. right? Because, and so let's just, like, I didn't do that. I didn't have that. I
1: didn't get the support. Well, of, and okay. the reality is, doesn't feel good. They might get yeah. the money, but they're not gonna fill themselves up doing that behavior. Right. And,
2: and, and that's exactly it, right? Like, I feel like it is, you know, you have to, but for someone, let's just say that, I spent a lifetime with someone, they, you know, get divorced and they don't have experience, you don't have a job. Of course they're gonna need that money. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Some people don't get that money, right? And no matter what the courts say. And that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah.
0: But that's the fear that a lot a lot of women have, even if they do get the support. Financial stability is always at the crux of these decisions.
2: And that's when I left, not knowing if I could do mm-hmm. it. Like, I think maybe I should
0: have thought about that more because maybe we wouldn't have struggled. So what would you have done? Let me ask you this question. Now that you're so many years past that, what are some of the things in that realm that you that you probably would have done differently if you knew now what, you know? Yeah, that could help some of
1: our listeners that might be
0: planning to.
2: Yeah, if you're planning to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think planning ahead and having your own money and having a nest egg, or even if you don't have it, talking to your parents or someone and saying, listen, I've got to take a loan out. I'm sorry, or going to take a loan. I, I don't know what that looks like. But you know, whether it's your parents, a sister, a sibling, an aunt, an uncle, and let me tell you, I had to borrow money, okay, to for certain reasons at times, right? And I'm very grateful for that. Because it was I couldn't have been able to get a car if I'm being honest, right? I mean, there were just certain things that that I was grateful to have, but also wasn't anticipating. I was not anticipating it being so difficult. I wasn't anticipating someone saying, you know what? You are the mother I'm going to hear, you know? But, you know, I also understand that there's a whole other side to that. You've got someone who's very hurt their egos didn't hurt. want their it emotions are hurt they didn't mm-hmm. want it they didn't agree with what you were doing mm-hmm. right so there's anger right yeah. and
0: that that's all there's that, hurt pain like all this things. so much yeah.
2: sadness and pain that comes with that like and i own the fact that i i not only hurt that person you know him but i also hurt his family and there you know that's that's
1: yeah. You kind of can't get through it without some hurt. That's just, oh, there's you're, no way there's around that. There's
2: hurt, there's sadness, there's shame, there's guilt. There's mm. a lot of things that go with that. You asked me though, what are some things that I would have done differently? And I definitely would say a plan financially better, you know, and I think honestly, that's the one that stands out the most is just financially planned because it's so scary. Not, you know, I don't come from money, you know, so I didn't have parents that are just like, whatever you want, like, we'll figure it. It's not how it worked.
0: Yeah, like we'll pay for the house for no, a year as no, you get things no, together.
2: No, I know. And, and and but I'm also really super fucking happy I didn't come from parents like that in a way, right? Because because I didn't, I had grit and yeah. hustle to get shit done and make it right. make it work. Right. Right. So there is also like there's a positive side to to
1: not having handouts. And I think it's important for women to hear you say that. It's not being conniving to plan ahead a little bit. If you know that you're going to have to do this, and you're making this choice. Yeah, set aside a little money. But don't you think you should set do that yourself anyway, up? If you're happily married. You well, I, that's I just my that. opinion on. Like that's a whole different Maya topic. Angelou said that. Mm-hmm. To I remember watching an Oprah episode, and you know she went as far as to say, "Have an apartment." I don't know if that's everybody's, you know, so. place to be able to do that, but yeah. but. We do often find ourselves not in control of the money or the finances, and then how do you leave? It makes it so much harder,
2: yeah. I mean, I think that's why I didn't for a long time. is 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 that to be honest with you is is that? and that's a big you know, one it's It's probably one of the biggest. And it's also probably one of the biggest reasons why marriages break up. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go into, you know, we can talk about why marriages end and why people get divorced. You know, and affairs, addiction, money, finances, job losses, there are lots, there's a slew of things, right? Why people get divorced and no divorce is the same. And it all comes, I think, with pain and hurt and suffering and struggle, no matter if you have money or not.
0: Right. Right. Because there's some common themes. There's like a golden thread that runs through Mm -hmm. each and every divorce. And specifically for women, we're talking to women right now because men have their own stories and their own feelings around what that looks like for them. But I think for women, there at least I have been around a lot of, and I'm in my late 40s now. So beyond all the baby showers and the weddings and all that kind of thing, it's like now this is divorce parties. (laughs) Now there are I the. I didn't know that was a thing. By the way, until recently, my friend. Who damn, passed, she sent me a your, picture.
2: Oh, she <laughs> sent you a picture. I'm
0: like, shit. I I didn't do that. And you need I, to have a divorce I like party. could
2: have a uh, ten year anniversary?
0: Fuck well, yeah, <laughs> because it was the end of an error. That's so, what she called so her funny. party. It was yeah. so cute. But you know what? This is the thing, and I don't want anyone to feel like. Because, listen, I, I I love my marriage. I love long relationships. I love so I. men. I love the yes. dads, like all those things. But you know what? There are some things that should be celebrated in life. And I think we're so nervous about how it's going to be received to the rest of the world. And the reality is, is that when, a, when something like this happens, and especially your story, Amy, in particular, because like you said, so many different divorces, so many different scenarios. But when I'm looking at somebody like you and I'm going... I met you kind of in the middle, maybe, of all of that. So not when it first happened. Not obviously recently, but like somewhere. I thought about that. the greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the greenhouse. But the woman I saw who was still didn't have all the furniture she wanted, you know, still was missing things in the kitchen that was what was happening. But every time I'd go to your house and I loved being there because I'm like, A, number one, this is the bachelorette pad. So it's fun. You know, whether the kids were there or not, doesn't matter. It was just fun. And the love that you brought in there and getting past the barriers of, you know, I don't care what my house looks like. Like this is, and I think a lot of women struggle with that because they've started out not everyone, okay. Again, everyone's situation, but a lot of women I've spoken to in this town, especially, I had the house, I had oh, the yeah. beautiful backyard, and now I'm not. I don't have any of that anymore. So now, a what will my kids think? Their kid, their friends, my friends, when they come over. At the end of the day, what people are drawn to and the vibration that they're attracted to is the love. And the, ha- I mean, we have had laughs upon, Oh, we freaking yeah. door liquor one time. <laughs> like that was the first time we realized that you could even do that I I was before like, COVID?
2: Yeah. Whoa. Was before- oh yeah. <laughs> now we were the uh, trailblazers. We were the trailblazers for ordering alcohol door. I was, that was hilarious <laughs> having to show my
0: idea of like, this is way too easy. Yeah, what is happening right now? Yeah. But I mean, the point though, is that I know a lot of women also worry about that. What will happen now that I have to have the smaller this or that still do, by the way, though, I still, you know, I I still struggle with
2: that and it's still a thing for me and it's still a thing for me. I I mean, not with my friends so much, right? But even, but my kids, I was saying before, like now we drive by our old apartment and they're like, man. You remember when we lived in that place? Do you remember when we had to like bring our groceries up three floors? Do you remember like, you know, and, and they're like, now we have a garage and we have our own washer and dryer and we have, you know, this huge backyard and we have swings in our trees and we have, right. And we, and we and what's have playing in the back of your mind is moving on up yeah, right. to yeah. the east yeah, exactly, side. right? Like, and, and I think that, but guess what? <laughs> We're also as women is it's never enough. Yeah. Right. You're always striving for more. So it's like finding, I'm still working. I think all of us, no matter what, like what walk of life, married or not, we're still striving for that balance of like how to be content with where we're at and what, with what we have. And I can do, I can reel that shit in really fast, like per, per perspective, right? Really fast. Like you need to count your fucking blessings right, right now. Okay. Because if you don't, you can just spiral down and, and think about, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. And I don't have that. But that that serves no purpose. Right. And it's also not good for your kids to see that because then they're raised to think that nothing that they do might be good enough. So my kids have seen hard work. They've seen grit, but they've seen a lot of tears on me for sure. So, I mean, I just, I, and a lot of laughter though. I mean, a lot and a ton of laughter of even just the whole experience for them too, but also not losing sight of that. It's, it's been hard, but also, they have two freaking Christmases. They have two Christmas trees. They have, here are some bonus things, you know, for them. Yeah, so. they've got love. They have love. And 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 by the way, I mean, the more people that love my children, the better off. And my ex has a girlfriend. It's She's been around forever. And for me, it's like, hey, like, love, put all the love on my kids. And that's what I want for them. You know, more than anything is to feel that. Well, that's the
1: mature adult way to be. Yeah, too. that's the mature. When you were talking about, you know, how yes, we all have those desires, but then it just made me think about how many lonely, sad women are out there in the big giant house. Oh God. Even with lie. the yacht and the cars or whatever. You can have it all and be so lonely and be so sad. We do put a lot of pressure on our thing on ourselves about these things. But then also it is a grieving process, too, I'm sure like when you get married and you, you see this trajectory of your life going a certain way and then there's divorce in the middle of it. And now, those things aren't going to come to fruition. And so there's like this loss and this grieving that's even more than the divorce. So many things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there's lots of grief. And
2: actually, the other day, you still have grief. You know, eight years later, I was actually watching this guy. He probably was in his 30s, you know, holding his baby on on his hip. And the mom is leaving to go, you know, wherever she was going, work, so forth. And I had all my kids in the car and he was waving goodbye. And the baby was like waving. And I just start crying, Mm. you know, because at the end of the day, it's not that I don't believe in marriage. I believe in marriage. I believe in long-term relationships, but I I believe in healthy long-term relationships and healthy marriages and compatibility and friendship and, and all of those things. And so I was crying because I didn't really feel like I ever had that. And then you think now I'm 44 and you think, well, will I ever be able to experience that? And, you know, that's like I said, we can talk about dating a whole other time. But you but that's but the that's grief. a big part, I but think, a, yeah. of divorce. It is. It's but that's the part of the grief that you're talking about that it doesn't go away. Yeah. Especially when you really, you really want that for yourself and your kids, but you want it in a healthy way.
1: Yes. You know? And it's like my story didn't go like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I even have that in a marriage that I've, yeah. had, you know, there's pockets where it was like, oh. Yeah, that didn't go yeah the way I pictured it for sure. And I don't get to have I don't get a redo. You know, no, we, yeah, we're all trying this for the first time. We have did not get to practice at life.
2: Oh no, you you don't you don't get to practice at it. And I think uh, you know you look at marriages that are I mean like fifty years and some of our parents. I mean my parents, even though my I mean I come from uh, divorced parents. Right, they divorced when they were really young. And but here's the other thing that's really like beautiful about it is that I was raised by two step parents that are fucking brilliant and just amazing human beings, and I would not even be where I'm at, be where I'm at. Pardon me, without either one of them. But also, just if I think back to when I was a little girl and I had these two people that stepped in. Don't get me wrong; there was some hard times, especially with my stepmom, who, by the way, will probably listen to this. <laughs> not going to cry. Yay. Hi, stepmom. (laughs) But they really changed my life. Yeah. You know, they, they changed it. So when I think of introducing anybody ever to my children, I have set the bar really fucking high. You know, it's possible. I, and I know it's possible and I know it's out there, but it's, unfortunately it's not like it used to be, but I think that it exists. And going back to like long marriages and thriving, I've seen my parents, I'm sure we've all seen our parents struggle and have things that have gone wrong or have happened, whether disease, finances, affairs, you name it, addiction, they've been there and they've been able to overcome them. And that's good for them, right? I I mean, I'm not my parents or anyone else, you know? So I think there's a lot of light that comes. I think that's one of the things that I wanted to say is that anybody who's going through divorce or about to go through divorce, there's also light at the end of the tunnel. You can redefine who you are. You can, re- you can really set the tone for your life and you can make it what you want. And your children can thrive. Your children can 100% thrive and they can see a healthy parent thriving. Right. Like that is like the golden ticket, in my opinion, is at the end of the day, no matter if you're divorced or married, you want to see both of your parents happy. Mm -hmm. You want to see them thriving and you want to see them independent of themselves.
1: And realistically, even though your ex was upset with you and wanted to stay, you know, you to stay and work through it, you really gave him a gift in leaving because. I don't know if he agrees with that, (laughs) but but yeah, I mean. Because it opens up the door for someone else to
2: love him fully. And I said this, I have said this actually to him. And I've said, listen, if I didn't leave you, you know, this other woman wouldn't have been able to, you know, be in your life. You know, whether he agrees with me or not, that's not my business. I really don't care. But I I do believe in that.
0: Well, I think it goes back to what you said, though, this not facade. I don't want to just say facade, but this picture, I'm going to call it a picture of In society, what's going on? You're shutting. Oh, you're dripping. Oh, it's a little hot in here. (laughs) Go ahead, girl. But it's like this picture that we put out into the world and what things are supposed to look like. And, you know, I did not come from divorced parents. So for me, in my culture and in my home and the way I was raised, it was like, oh, that's the forbidden thing. You don't do that, you know, and then we had a couple of people and it was like, oh, you know, and and it's like that's what at the end of the day it really boils down to is if we keep judging all the fucking situations, nobody ends up coming out feeling good about anything because you can be in a marriage that has lasted 50 something years. But if you saw kind of going to your point, you saw people that were unhappy Like I tell my kids, okay, here's what I tell them, because I've been in a very long relationship. But I'm like, y'all are going to go to therapy for something. okay? oh, you are all going to therapy for something. Yes. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, something that you didn't like. I mean, I think I'm a really fucking good mom. I think my husband's a really good fucking dad. But at the end of the day, my kid might walk out the door and think, nope. They're actually
1: not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But at some point, they may need to go to therapy for that. And it's like for something we don't even realize was yeah. a traumatic thing for totally. That's just life. Yeah. So I
0: think I even want the people listening to this who are divorced. you're all gonna fuck your kids up. Everyone's fucked up. Okay, we all.
2: <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> we just all are. We're, no, we are. But here we here's are. the cool thing: is Nobody's that perfect. you can be a parent who is like very into therapy like I am I'm very transparent with my children about therapy I'm very th- let's talk about this real quickly because I am very I swear I have like I, I have no filter I mean I've never really had a filter but I think because of the whole like hormone thing I really well, it's, it's the very, 40s are awesome yeah, out. the perimenopause out. is really slimming it out <laughs> yep and so my kids two things I mean I've been very open with my kids about going to therapy since I was a little girl um, it, I said it's saved me multiple times in my life, and sometimes I've gone for you know long lengths of time, and sometimes it's just been when I've needed it. I needed a boost. I needed someone uh, just a soundboard, someone to vent to, someone to cry to, right? Uh, and someone who I didn't know. So that's one thing, right? So hey, I'm all for you going to therapy if you need therapy. Great, you're you have a parent that's very not only into it, but encouraging them, right. To seek therapy, to seek someone else who doesn't to seek it out. Right. And gain to, additional tools. Yes. It, I'm always called yeah. the tool belt. My kids yep. know it. I'm like, my tool belt is fucking heavy now after all these years. Okay. Yeah. I am loaded up and I'm still going to keep loading up the older I get. Right. It just keeps, we keep building it. And so now that my kids are, And my kids have been to therapy, by the way, and I've taken them to therapy with me. They've seen me in therapy, but just having honest conversations with them about what's really happening. Real life. Real. This is real life stuff, right? Because I think back, like nobody told me half the shit that I'm going through right now. Nobody, right? We try to shield kids. Yeah, we we want to protect them and put them in the bubble. Yes, and and I get that as parents, we don't want anything bad to happen. But if I look at sometimes I think I'm like, geez, all the shit that I've been through, how would my kids have responded to this? What would they do, right? So it's my responsibility to teach them how to handle things when it gets really fucking hard,
0: right? Because life is gonna get hard. Like this is oh. gonna be the only thing oh. they're gonna have to navigate. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And and here's the thing. Like I still, to this day, my kids know I've had anxiety since I was young. My kids know to this day when I'm having a day of really like high anxiety, they know that my doctor just put me on a special pill to help with my hormones. <laughs> and they asked me the other day, so how are the pills working for you? I am super honest about the hard shit that goes on in my life because I don't want them to be in the, like to be blindsided, yeah, by, blindsided by all the things, you know? And so- We've talked about my like. We've talked about us divorcing, our you know the the parents divorcing and what happened and their memories of it. And at the end of the day, they're all going to be fucked up one way or another, right? Or they're all going to be fucked up. Whether it's from my divorce, from something that happens that I you know I don't know, but at least they have parents that will support them and encourage them and and really rally for them and advocate for them to get Mm -hmm. help and are honest i think it's
1: when you try to pretend and act like something's Mm -hmm. what it isn't that's what really fucks the kids up so much
2: yeah don't because you
1: live in a fantasy world and you think you're not supposed to fight and it's never supposed to like the parents that protect the kids from ever hearing a fight or anything negative yeah it's like that's not real life there's gonna be disagreements there's gonna be every marriage is not just this picture-perfect thing. So there's-
2: And I know you had a podcast on marriage and I started to listen to it and I I need to finish it because like I said, I I still very much believe in it and and want it for myself, by the way. Like, I mean, it's been a long time. I've been single for like a really long time and it's something I hope to have again someday. You know, I'm not against it just because I got divorced. And I think for women out there, here's another thing. I think a lot of women who are just getting out of divorce- I don't think I was really ever like this, but they're like, I'm never getting married again. I'm never doing that again. You know, I, I've never really been like that. Like, I feel like I've always really strongly be- believed in it because I've had good role models and I, mm. whether it's my friends, my parents, you know, or my friend's parents, right. I've seen really healthy marriages and I know it exists and I know it can happen again, you know, or happen, you know, for myself. Yeah. Like I just, I've, I believe in it.
0: whether I'm going to be on the golden bachelor is a whole different story (laughs) (laughs) well wait I just found this other well I didn't find it I was informed that apparently there's this other dating thing that goes on in Britain where you start from the ground up and you expose what's no. I know isn't that (laughs) crazy yes but I think you need to check it out okay that's your next binge night when the kids are gone and you're in Amy only mode you gotta watch
2: this. You gotta check out people's <laughs> junk before yeah. you get up. Hundred percent. Then you get up, up, up. No, a like,
1: ninety-mile really eyes. That to me goes a lot further than there's you know what, a dating I mean, show. Be honest. <laughs>
2: Sometimes they don't have a lot of junk.
0: Correct. And maybe you like, might be missing out on a whole population of dudes. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like maybe their junk isn't great looking, but man, their face and their personality is just right. like a fucking superstar. <laughs> so you can right? get creative. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd hate for that to be the reason why you're out of there. See, women like all of it. It's a whole picture thing. We're not just. just, It is about connection. It is not not about about the big D. It's It's not not about the big D. The big D. It's It's not not about the big D. D. (laughs) It's not.
0: Oh, my
1: gosh. Okay, Amy. Oh, yeah. I know. We're both like, there's so many questions. You know, you go ahead. I was just (laughs) curious on what it was like when you are all of a sudden this single woman and then you've got your group of friends that are still married Mm. and how you transition through that. And Mm, that's a good question. You
2: know, I, I have had moments. um, let's talk about loneliness. Let's talk about what that looks like and feels like. And it's a very emotional thing for me, by the way, because I, I still think that I have been lonely in a marriage and I, in a relationship. And I've also been lonely by myself. I will take being lonely by myself any day. Okay. Any day. But let me tell you, it cuts a little deeper in a way. It does. It cuts very deep. And I can't even explain what it's like to be lonely being single. I think it's, and so having friends that are married and moments where I would see, you know, maybe, you know, my friend and her husband, you know, holding hands or her telling me they're going out to dinner or just some happy moment, like, like, and here's the other thing, like, I want, my friends to be happy in their marriages. So it's, it's always like a a happy part of me. Like I want them to all the love and light to them. Right. But there's also, let's just be honest of envy and a little um, grief. Yeah. And, and grief, but also like, okay, maybe this will happen again for me someday, but there's a lot of sadness. I can't, I will tell you, there's been a number of times where I've driven home from events and parties and I've cried and i've just sobbed i mean i'm not kidding i have sang all by myself in my car karaoke style by myself in my garage and i'm dead serious right because and that's sad like it's it's really sad to think that I've actually done that, <laughs> right? Like no, but I'm, I'm looking at into it to that loneliness. No, but it's a release. I also what am proud that? of you for but it, You know when like you're sad and you want to watch a sad movie. Yes. Yeah, same fucking thing. I, I put a on sad, sad song, song and put a microphone about, in front of her. And, you know, yeah, and I'm I'm <laughs> out. Like I'm done. Like I'm golden, and I'm like, and that's what I did. And so I am that type of person. When I feel sad, I listen to sad music. When I'm happy, I like that is who I am. And so I've done that a lot. My friends that are married. I've been really blessed to have really fantastic friends that are married and they, as as couples, have welcomed me and my children into their lives. And I'm very fortunate to that. I will say that (sighs) there is a stigma being the single mom with three kids and not being invited places right? Plus I have some rambunctious kids, but that's a whole other story. Um, and I, they're great. They're fantastic, actually. But I'm just saying that like, you know, when you have three little kids at the time, they were young, right? It's hard. But more, more often than not, I was always invited into people's homes during the holidays. You know, here's the thing with divorce. You know, you don't have your kids every Christmas or Thanksgiving. I have spent holidays alone. And by the way, some like that is my choice. And by the way, I've loved parts of that. And so but my I've been really lucky, like my friends that are married have been really just I mean, they've made my they've made me a part of their family and my kids and I a part of their family. I've never felt different. And I've always felt really I've really been lucky also to have their husbands as like good role models for my boys mm. and my daughter. So here's the thing, like you know, the people that we choose to be in our life, right? Like your kids see that and they're around it. And I've put really good fucking people in front of my kids' lives. Hmm. And so they've seen, they've seen happy couples, you know, they've, but they also have seen now friends of mine that have gotten divorced and they've asked why. Right. But now they're like, I get it a bit, you know? So I've been really lucky, but it is a lonely, lonely, especially I would say not in the beginning, but in the middle and you're really feeling all the feels and you're around a lot of couples. You know, I mean, I'm still the third will, the fifth will, the ninth will like I still am to this day and like I don't care. And you know why I don't care? Because my friends are not sitting there freaking slopping tongues in the back right. you know. They're not making it. But they're just not that they aren't that way anyway, right? They are independent of themselves and so
1: I've I've been lucky. Yes. Yeah. But it can be a challenging part of this whole process.
2: Yeah. I definitely say not in the beginning so much, but in the middle, when you're really feeling like you really want it, when you finally get to that place where you really want relationship and love in your life and you see it all the time, it's hard. It is. It's, you know.
0: Would you say it's fair to say that if you are somebody who is going through that, mm-hmm. that it is important to kind of put yourself out there, though, and not decline like all the invitations? because
2: Oh, yes and no. Okay, I'm, I'm curious I, about this. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, a friend, a couple friends that have been, that have gone through divorce or going through divorce. And one of the things that I have been telling them is spend time by yourself, spend a lot of time alone. And they're like, whoa, I don't want no fucking part of being alone right now. I want someone to take up my time, whether that's a man or my friends. Right. And I get to the beginning I understand that, but eventually you need to spend time with yourself, right? You just, you have to spend time alone because you really get to know yourself. That sinking feeling, of feeling really lonely. You learn a lot about yourself. Mm, if you don't things, run away from it. Yeah, you don't, you lean into it. Like for me, I've always leaned into really uncomfortable things eventually, right? And I'm really good about leaning into those things that are really scary. And being alone, I think was one of the things, reason why I, I probably, i st- stayed married or even got married, to be honest with you, is because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't know what that felt like. And so I've discovered that, and my friends will, they give me shit about this. Okay. You like your alone time a little too much. (laughs) So I don't ignore invitations. I definitely don't, but I feel like now I have a fantastic balance of my alone time. And then also my social life. I have a great social life. I really do. But I also my friends they do you know i mean i won't mention names but they're like seriously it's a friday night your kids are with their dad and you're telling me you're gonna go on a two-hour hike and go home and cook yourself a steak and watch a movie what are you
0: doing i'm like it's netflix and chilling by myself sounds amazing right although netflix and chilling apparently means something else so be careful what you're saying by the way that
2: means (laughs) just saying
0: yeah it does it i'm learning some uh, things yes netflix and chilling has for you means i'm turning on netflix yeah and i'm literally Really Chilly,
2: and literally like, literally yeah, there's, there's no there's there's no sex happening okay yeah, nobody's That that doesn't mean nobody's that you've got a date in coming in there's no hookups happening there's no booty calls it is me <laughs> myself and i and my tv and you know my glass of wine and my ribeye steak and my jazz music and all the feels right like ah. That to me is pure happiness because the next night I'm going to go out and I'm going to you know be wine tasting all day or hanging out with my friends and going to dinner. I feel like I have perfected really honestly, a good balance of both. And yeah. I appreciate both of them.
1: I'm hearing two running themes here. You are a hustler. That's for damn sure. But you also are a woman that honors yourself throughout all of this.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I still have parts that I struggle with. I think it goes back to, you know, it's never good. We you, All of us read that it's never good to compare ourselves to other people, right? But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes like we're human
1: beings. We all do it.
2: We all do it, right? So if I'm going to do it, I need to do it in a healthy way, right? I need to do it to people that I look up to and use it as motivation and use it as, you know, an opportunity for me to grow and learn. And I think there are just moments where I feel like it's not enough and you need to do more. And then I go back to like, no, but you really are a badass, right? It's just like this. Yes. So yes, I'm a hustler. I do hustle, but, and I do honor myself. And I also think that I'm sure maybe both of you would agree with our age range comes with wisdom and acceptance. And I think that is probably one of the best gifts about being our age, right? We can accept even the, maybe not great parts that we're super happy about, you know, but we can we honor the really good parts and we honor those parts though so that maybe we don't like. Maybe we're not
1: perfect. Right. I I know I for I speak for myself when I say there's no more fucking around. I got to live, I got to accept all of me. I have to move forward and embrace all of me. We don't have time to waste on stupid shit. Not at all. I was just telling someone that today on a phone call that we were talking about
2: friendship and we were talking about, you know, a specific friend and you know, I said, listen, I don't have time to, I don't, I don't need to beg someone to be my friend. And I'm not going to ask someone to be my friend. And I'm not going to overextend myself in being and in, in doing that anymore. Like it's not a one way street. And I, I feel very strongly about that and very intentional. Like our time is really valuable. It's, crazy valuable and it can also end at any given moment i think when you put that perspective which is very kind of dark but it's also very real so
1: healthy i think
2: healthy like i'm not gonna waste my time like you said yeah we're not fucking around anymore Mm -mm. right i don't i don't need more friends no I i don't need more friends I I'm happy I'm I'm great and like you know obviously we meet someone great we click and we connect wonderful but like I'm happy like the smaller the better sometimes now like I remember like back in our 20s oh 40s yeah. like my best friend of 30 years she gives me shit she's like Amy remember your birthday parties you used to have to have like 30 people there and now I'm like I'm cool with like one
1: yeah right because yep. those are the writer dies And then you get to have those deep, meaningful conversations and you walk away from that situation feeling fulfilled and not like, what the fuck did we even do for three hours or whatever? (laughs) I know.
2: Drinking and being fake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No more that. No, no, no. No No time for fake. (laughs) I loved that when you were saying you're okay being just with you. And I think that's so important because that's going to prevent you from jumping into a relationship that maybe isn't fulfilling. We were just talking about girlfriend. Oh, yeah. but it's so many times if you're lonely, <laughs> you just jump into like, don't get me wrong. I've jumped in some bad. <laughs> well, bits, okay. And um, sometimes you might just need to, you know, roll in the hay a little bit and move everyone on. Everyone needs a good roll in the hay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: know but but i don't really actually know i'm having visuals of things but i'm like i don't really know if the roll in the hay is worth all the bullshit that comes with it if they're not good right if they're not like a solid partner and i think there's like phases to it like when you get divorced and you're like ready to go out and date right i think oh god it's such a fucking shit show i i mean i i hate to say that right because i have friends by the way who've met their significant others and their partners online Mm mm-hmm on the apps, right. Or maybe from a friend through a friend of a friend. And I like, ideally, to be honest with you, like I have actually gone so far to, I have picked up on a man in a grocery store because I would love to tell my kids, you know, yeah, we met in a grocery store and I'm dead serious. <laughs> I did this and I've probably done it more than once. <laughs> um, and being rejected, confess. yeah, I can totally confess with this because <laughs> confessions a, of the
0: proteasile
2: yeah, because because it's okay. And by the way, you definitely learn if you've never been rejected. Go online dating mm. in your forties. Oh, that oh. sounds brutal. I know. Oh, it is. Oh, pathetic. I know. No, oh. It is. It's not. It's not fun to not do for it. The faint of it's, heart. No, but no, you do learn like what you what you definitely. I think now the place I'm in now, I know exactly what I want in someone all that alone time and all like the getting to know who I am and myself, I know exactly what I want in a partner. Like I'm not looking for someone perfect, obviously. Like we, that's with, we know this, but I definitely know what I'm looking for. I definitely know what I want. I definitely know what I can give someone, right? What I can bring to the table. Because you know you, that's a big deal. Because I know exactly who I am. I know how I love. I know how I really want to be loved. I know how my kids want to be loved. Mm -hmm. Like I know all the freaking love languages.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm serious. And you know, by the way, that's something that people put on their dating apps. Like, oh, my love languages. These are my three love languages. You know. And I'm like, okay, really? Like, okay, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Kind of over (laughs) here. Like, really? You're you're starting out with that. But anyway, it's that's a whole other conversation. But dating and being divorced for a while, it's. There, you know, there's a time when you just want to like go out and roll in the hay and have yourself a good time, right? And I believe that that if that's what you want, you should do it, right? And, and, but there's no, you're safe about it, but there's no connection. You're just purely having fun. Right. And it's meeting some type of need. But then eventually that goes away. And eventually reality smacks you in the face and go, listen, you're not fucking 25 anymore. Yeah. This okay? doesn't fulfill me. Yeah. No, it's doesn't fulfill me. It's not, it's not reaching in the deepest parts of me. It's not real. It's fake. Yeah. You know, and it's also, it's feeding probably a lot of the times an insecure part of you. Right. And yeah, so the ego. Mean, insecurity is, I mean, and I think being in, older and divorced, you know, whether you're in your forties, I mean, I was in my late thirties, right. When I got divorced, but now being single in my forties and being a divorced woman with three kids.
0: I mean, look at that resume. I mean, that's, hot. well, but that's what, that's what's <laughs> interesting though. Cause to me, because I think when you talk to a lot of women, they go, Oh, the forties are great. Cause I don't care about this, this, and this, but then you talk to a divorced woman in their forties and they're like, actually that looks a little different for me.
2: It looks, it's, it is different. So you've got friends that have been married for, for years and you go back, we talked about our bodies changing. I I don't know if you've had a podcast on this yet, but if you're not talking about perimenopause and all the symptoms. Oh, we're working on that. Don't you worry. Well, I have read the (laughs) books. I've listened to the, I have, I have done so much research on this and so many women don't talk about it. And there's a ton of support groups I belong to. And that's all we do. We talk all the time to the wee hours of the night. And it's, it, it changes who you are. Mm-hmm. And so you imagine you're in your 40s, you're single, you have three kids and your freaking boobs don't look the way they used to. Your ass is hanging lower than it ever has. Mm-hmm. You've been working out. You've been eating right. You've decreased the alcohol. That shit's still hanging not right. Right. And, and that's just it is what it is. Life. It's yeah. life. Right. It's really hard for, because uh, I'm not going to say that it's not hard for a married woman to to be naked in front of her husband.
0: But it's different.
2: It, but it is. is different. It is different, right? Yeah. Because you're dealing with also. I don't want to say all men are like this because they're not. They can they can pick and choose who they want now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you know what? This one I don't I don't really like this side. Well, before.
0: and not only can they pick and choose what they want, they're board of options run really wide with where we've gone with plastic surgery and all these types of age you know let's get real guys dip down real low and yeah even age and plastic surgery together because there are a lot of younger women now even jumping on that train so what you're going out and seeing and experiencing is different there will be a
1: man that doesn't want all of that the right guy don't you think
0: let me tell you
2: something, though. Let's just break that down real quick. Is there a plenty of men, but I have to be attracted to you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and hell yeah. He may be out there, but maybe. And let me just say that I have, I don't want to say lowered my standards. Okay. But listen, like, I, you know, we all have it. You're opening up to I'm, options. I'm expanding my, my horizons and my options. I typically don't like short men. But you know what? I'll go out with you if you're 5'7". Why not? I mean, at least you're still taller than me. Right? So that's good. You know, I don't, I like a guy with a full head of hair. That's okay that you're bald or maybe have a few whatever up there.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that you treat me well. You have a great sense of humor. You own your own own home. She
2: doesn't have a tight ass like she used to 30 years, you know, 10 years ago, 20. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you do want someone who's same values, same morals, right? And excuse me, and doesn't see things as everything is aesthetics, but you still have to have an attraction.
0: But I think it is, I mean, I know, again, like you're naming certain things about men, but the reality is women's bodies change so much. And that's where I think it is so much harder for us to go out when we're a little bit older and expecting that we're gonna be attracting or connecting with the same types of people. It's it's just, it's very different. So if a man goes out and his late 40s or mid 40s whatever and he's at kind of his prime of his career sure maybe aesthetically everything isn't as yeah. tight as it was but the reality is you know his belly hasn't expanded yeah, in different not, ways not
1: going through the same hormonal changes no. that we are that's just oh, it is. Yeah. no there's just a reality of what oh.
2: they're buying corvettes and we're like bullshit looking at like ways to lift our tits <laughs> higher it's so bullshit it's fucking like, bullshit I'm, i don't even know all of the things all the work that we have to do i mean and this is a whole uh, yeah all the work that we're doing to chase chasing to still feel young and look young and beautiful for men our age exactly for men our are not younger I mean, I'm our age a, yeah i mean i'd even but, be happy with like i mean i'm not gonna go past 48 right now i'm gonna draw the line somewhere okay <laughs>
0: I mean, did you say 48? Yeah. Ooh, eight's your number right now. Cause I was thinking about it. You said you've been, you were married for eight years. Oh yeah. Divorced for eight years, eight years mm-hmm. and 48 is your number. Like, I would so go for 48, but okay. like, when I'm looking at like 52, I'm just not there.
1: Okay. Like yeah. I'm just, and that's okay. I'm Everyone has a preference. I just I'm not there yet. Yeah. But going back to like really knowing yourself and before you put yourself out there in that dating pool, that's another great reason to really know because you are dealing with all of those elements too. And so you could feel defeated so easily from someone that's shallow and maybe put you down if you haven't done that work on yourself. You know, they could just make you fall on the floor if you don't know who you are, if you don't have that self-worth and that value. And I've seen women kind of go out like this and and not be prepared and they just jump right into that next relationship and it's just as toxic toxic if not more toxic than the yes. one they just got out of yes like, don't go through all of this don't have to get the divorce and then just to like jump and not do the work on yourself and then just end up mm-hmm. in maybe a worse situation than when you started
2: yeah i've it's definitely so given important. that advice recently <laughs> and i will say that the advice is your time is valuable don't waste it on dipshits. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, big time fuck them. Because like, they don't get it. They're not showing any, like, yeah, they're not even, I mean, let's just say they're not even having good sex with you. Like, they're they're just not good. They're not even real if men. you're looking for that, and they're not even giving that to you, why? Yeah. Why do you stay, right? If that's what you're looking for. But besides the point, like, let's, let's take away the physical part. Like, your time is valuable, but also... It goes back to not knowing yourself and also like let's if we want to talk about like our inner child and our deep work that we haven't done. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You just have to do it. And no matter no matter what term you wanna use, your inner child, go back to your past, relive. And it and it looks differently for everybody. I didn't have this therapist where I was like, hey, let's talk about when I was three years old. That's not what it looked like for me. And I believe, but just being open to looking at it and open and open to asking yourself, why am I repeating a pattern that I why am I doing this over and over and over again? And look into that and like lean into that. Well, it's it's scary to lean into those scary parts because you know what? You don't want to be honest with yourself that a, you don't think that you're lovable. B, you just want attention. B, your whole life has all been based off your looks. And now, I'm speaking of me right now, you were thinner and you were you were less wrinkled and you were prettier. And then all of a sudden things have changed. And now you don't feel like you're as valuable. Like, what the fuck is that? And so I'm not the only woman, married or divorced or not. But yes, being divorced is harder. I will admit that. But I'm just saying that if you're not doing the the self-work it is not going to
1: change. And you're just wasting your time and your life away. Yeah. Look, my grandma's 92 and she still has men calling her. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it just goes to show you it's about so much more. The magnetism, the energy that you connection. put out in the world. Oh, the connection. yeah. I mean, she is still like, sorry, buddy, I'm not going to go on a date with you. <laughs> wow. 92. I'm not rolling in the hay with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, at that point, I no. like, I just like want to hold hands and like watch a movie. Right. At that point,
0: like know, maybe dance or she I don't
1: actually really happy not having and, a man in her life at all. See, I But there's a part. Yeah. Here's
2: the thing. But it's also my biggest fear. Right. Like, let's be honest. Like, that's also one of my biggest fears of being single for like the next two decades of my because life.
0: Because you desire the companionship. And this is oh. what I mean. Yeah. I- in listening to all of this and to even assessing my own, like as ever, ever, we're all talking. It's like, okay, you're kind of assessing your own life and everything. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about what your desires are. So if you are choosing to stay in a loveless marriage because you know what, you're fine with that. Yeah, and your desire is to just kind of get through life. Yeah, move past the next few years. Yeah, and you're okay with that. That is your choice for sure. If your desire is to have connection and love, I mean. I've been married for 27 plus years, and we're about to go on an intensive marriage retreat where we are, are assigned to a counselor that works with us every day in a remote location. And it's, it's not-, not like couples
2: retreat, is it? <laughs> well-
0: we're kind of laughing because we're like what is it I mean it's our first experience so I, I don't know what I'm walking into the I mean, Adam yes. Sandler movie yes. I like
2: love that movie
0: so <laughs> but it sounds like it's not as interactive with other right. couples like right. they're actually I know whatever whatever huh. I, I'm down for the ride you know me I'm like I sure You're sign me up but the reality is that I think there are just people there are beings in the world that desire a deeper connection in life mm,
2: yeah and so
0: I think I almost feel like that's who we're speaking to because I know women that are like, I'm divorced, I'm fine and and I'm asexual and I don't care about connecting yeah, and I'm right. good with that. Like, I'm thinking about your grandma right now, not just her, but like yeah. other women who are like, I'm actually really fucking okay right. with just being alone. Yeah, But I think what we're speaking to is, is and what I'm hearing from you, Amy, and knowing you is that you have a desire to find that person mm-hmm. who can you know watch the freaking comedy shows on a Friday night and right. cook the ribeye steak She didn't you walk out of the marriage hating men like no. sometimes can happen oh, right I, and I know so many
2: yeah you get so cynical and I tell friends of mine that are divorced that some of them like they're just they they hate men and I tell them like don't hate them like there are there are really good, solid men out there. Really, really good. And
0: we all here, here, we all have sons. And I would hope to think one day that there is a woman out there who would desire my son in the way that you're talking, not that, you know, they're out in the world being, I mean, we all have younger kids right now, but I'm saying as they become men in this world, you know, that's the other piece is I always look at. What is it that we're all looking for? But then also, how am I raising my child to go out into the world to fulfill something as a partnership? Not just looking at this woman as what can I do for you? And bowing down. Not that, okay. But where can we meet in the middle somewhere and
1: have this healthy, beautiful partnership? Partnership. Yes, to have that companionship throughout. I've, I've even met men who clearly hate women after divorce i've been in situations where me and my husband and some guy he knows that i don't know walks up won't even look at me won't even talk to me it's like i'm invisible it's like because i'm not someone he can date or whatever like i don't exist like there's this like clear cut line and i can just tell i can spot those guys now from a mile away i'm like oh He got divorced. He hates women. Yeah. I mean, it sometimes can be an aftermath of.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's. People that aren't doing the work. Some of it is very traumatic. I will say, though, that I've been in love twice in my life. And I'm talking deeply in love. And I remember with both of these gentlemen being 100% who I was. There was nothing I hid from them. And the way I met both of these men was by chance. And it was by purely coincidental. And that was the beauty about it was that there was no pressure. So when we met, it was like, oh, there's that person over there and you just start talking and then you happen to be around each other again and then you happen to be around each other again and it just happened very organically. And that's the way that for me, I hope it happens again. I almost feel, I actually, a lot of my friends that have known me for, I mean, you know, since like high school, they're like, we really feel it's gonna be somebody that you meet just by chance that it's not going to be someone on an app because that's what's worked for you. And that's where I think I shine more is that I don't shine really well on an app. I don't, I hate fucking small talk. Yeah. Oh. I don't do too. small talk. And so I think that's also part of the reason why it hasn't been very successful for me is because I'm like, nope, out by. I I don't have time for
1: this. Yeah. You're like, let's get into yeah,
2: it I or be, not. Like and if I can't tell you like I'm I think I'm probably I'm not too much because I am I used to say that a lot. I was too much of a lot of things. And I don't say that. Oh, anymore, right? yeah, no. Right. I would be very just who I am. And <laughs> they're so just I, not enough. And, and exactly. Yeah. And they're not enough. And they can't handle that. I am just dropping a lot of truth. And they're not matching my Step energy. Up. Yet. Mm-hmm. Step yeah. Up. And so that's I hope that that happens for women in general. It is just. Yeah. More good, But what I'm going back to is you talking about your marriage retreat and you talking about it's friendship that is what it's friendship it's respect and it's actually liking the person there is a yeah. difference between loving and liking someone mm-hmm. and at the end of the day i have to like who you are as a human mm-hmm. being yeah because you got you're going to
1: do life with this person. yes you better but, fucking like yeah them. you're not going to like all the parts oh. but like if you sometimes you're going to want to oh, really like in their like neck the yeah <laughs> oh you God. yeah
2: you freaking like you don't like them at all yes. like uh, all of them for you know it just it is what it is but at the end of the day if someone asks you are they a good human being and do they match your energy you're gonna say "Fuck yeah they do because they get me and i get them and they're a good person they're yeah.
0: yeah we choose each and other we at choose the end each of each other day. and we are compatible well the word relationship it's how do you relate right like when mm-hmm. you look at the if you really break the word down relationship is about relating to each other yes know? how is that happening and what does that mean for you you know and who you're looking for mm-hmm. so yeah. But this is I feel like there almost needs to be a part two, just talking about life after divorce because yeah. in, in even in this space, particularly about relationships afterward, because there is so much. And I love, Amy, that you dove into, though, the alone part of this, because I again, I think the fear of finances, the fear of being alone, you know, the, the fear of my kids and how they'll there's so many fears that women go through And so I think you've kind of like brought to the surface all these things that so many of these women out there, including yourself, are going through, have gone through, may go through. I don't think there's a timeline for any of this. I think you have to go through the feels. You have to experience certain things because I think if you tell somebody right after they get divorced, yeah, join that app and start dating right away, Mm -hmm. that may, you know, that may not work out the best for you, right? But. And they always say say, like the first year of any big decision, no matter what it is, right? Divorce. Oh, new job. House, new job. Mm -hmm. Death, like all these things. Yeah. Kind of need to give it a year to before you start diving in and making like big decisions. I think that's Uh, good advice.
2: It's like knowing someone. It really takes a good year, in my opinion, to know someone.
1: Yeah. And even just I keep going back to this. I think it's so important. Really relearning who you are outside of that marriage, because... You can lose yourself in a marriage, too. So really putting that work in to find yourself again when you do leave. And I also think it's so important for our listeners to hear that no matter where you are on this journey, maybe you're just starting to have these feelings. Maybe you're an abusive relationship, but you are like, nope, I am not going to be able to leave right now. There's just no way. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is that's okay. There's definitely no judgment there. And everybody has their own path and their own timeline. But you have to do what's right for you in that time and find your support, find your people that can help you through it because you don't need to do this all by yourself. It's so hard if you have to do it alone. So try to find your people.
0: And I think we're lucky enough right now today, because I'm even thinking about eight years ago, we didn't have access to all the same information. So now you can go Google something and find out, The church is nearby or the you can listen to a podcast, you know, and go, oh, I'm just curious. The door is just opening for me. How do I get the information without asking for it right away? So there's research that you can do. And start to form those things. Cause like, I love how you were like community, but you had your business and you had some of your women already there with you. Yeah, that was a blessing for sure. Huge. Huge. Oh, huge.
2: And you know, the word that keeps popping up for me is I think more so now than ever, people are telling the truth.
0: Yeah, they are.
2: And yep. I think that is mm-hmm. what is really amazing now is that yes there are so many resu- more resources out there now because people are telling the mm-hmm. truth the big tea yeah the big tea <laughs> they are dropping it right the truth bombs like crazy and people are being more vulnerable and they're
1: being more real yeah and they're being more honest because this 1950s bullshit lifestyle thing yeah. is not working it, well it's just we've yeah. evolved yeah we've evolved so i think this
2: topic of divorce has evolved and the stigma behind it And judgment and and just, I think, you know, yeah, there's probably a part two to a lot of it. Right. But I think the one thing that I would leave anyone with is that it's not the end. It's not going to be dark for a long time. There is light. There is humor. There is lots of love. There are so many blessings that you haven't even experienced yet that you will get there. And I think you and I both know people, probably all of us that know people that have found whether new relationships or they've moved and they've started a new life. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. It's honestly, for me, it was just the beginning.
0: So this is so powerful because I was just at a funeral today. Mm -hmm. And one of the big messages was about, life right and mm-hmm. about the beginning and the end and what kind of happens in between you know the poem the dash if you oh yeah you have not oh yeah heard that you should definitely google, it. google but, it but what the minister spoke about was he likes to look at these things in life as like this is like a graduation it's a commencement mm-hmm. and so when you get to the end of anything okay it, even life because life after life right yeah. is that look like? What does heaven look like? If that's your cho- your belief, there's so much, you know, but even whatever, whatever your religion is, there's so much that goes on after. So even after this life of marriage, what is the commencement? Mm-hmm. What comes next? Mm-hmm. So yes, this might be the end of this chapter, mm-hmm. this graduation, you've graduated from mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. but then where do you go from here? Because there is a commencement. Oh yeah. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. It's
2: definitely, I think there's just a lot of opportunity to really just make a new life for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and to really, I think even to like lean into being who you really are, right. Because maybe in a marriage you weren't who you really are. So this is an opportunity. You know, another thing that I tell people is that, you know, maybe part of my reason for leaving was a sense of freedom. And so freedom to be who I am, freedom to just feel comfortable with who I am. I'm not too much, right? Amen. That's it. Freedom That's to, that. Freedom to be me. Yeah. <laughs> Preach on. That's right, girl.
1: And, they have, happy, and happiness. Yeah, and happiness. With that. Yeah, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're awesome.
0: Thank yes. you so much. Thanks for having Cheers me. Cheers to so you, me. Amy, for Thanks.
1: living your authentic, you. beautiful life Thank and you. sharing your story with the women that are listening.
2: Yes because that's healing.
1: And that's what we're all about. We want to get these stories out there so that it empowers other women. And you are doing that today. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Love you. Love you. Love you both. This is great. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode.
1: If you liked what you heard and were your girls, please share and add a review on iTunes so we can continue to grow our circle. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at That's My Girl Podcast.